All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. I'll say this. I, I, uh, I am, I'm officially licensed to marry people. I don't know how that happened, but the state of Ohio <laughs> says I can marry people, so it's pretty cool. When I do weddings... I do pre-marriage counseling. In pre-marriage counseling, I tell the couple, this is kind of a mean trick. I'm like, hey, you should write down, you write down your expectations for each other. I set them up. It's great. Write down your expectations and then come next week and we're going to talk about them. And when I get there, I'm like, okay, let's, let's see them. You need to take those home and burn them because they will kill your marriage. They will kill hmm. your relationship because it's transaction. Because as long as you have them, you will constantly be looking at each other going, uh, you know, you didn't quite didn't quite meet my expectations. Meanwhile, you'll fail on your end too, but you, you will overlook your, 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 your flaws, your failures, because you understand your reasons and they were very good, right? Yeah. But you want them. And if you apply this to you and God, you'll, you'll end up bitter and disconnected and it, that relationship will break. Because you'll go, God, I went to church again and again. I went to college night. I tried praying and my life was still full of pains and disappointments. What, what's up with this? You, you'll have a list of expectations in, in your head. And if it, on the other side of that, if you're in that relationship, you'll think that he does too. And then you'll fail. You'll mess up. And your natural assumption will be that God doesn't want to be around you. He rejects you now. You failed and it's, and it's over. And you'll start to just move away from God. That relationship mm -hmm. will, will break and it yep. will fail. Now, that's different than clarity, though, right? Yeah. Clarity versus expectations. Because mm -hmm. if you never say what you're thinking or what you want or hope for, that doesn't... Totally. I don't think that'll go very well either. And God's clear with us. Right. Very clear. Yeah. It's, it, it's not that... Let's turn it into covenantal relationship. Can you do yeah. that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when I say don't have a list of ex expectations... What I mean is, uh, again, it's easier to picture inside of a human relationship. So I'll just talk about me and my wife. Uh, I don't have any expectations for her. It's not the dishes are your job and I take out the trash, okay? And the same goes to God. I, I try to have expectations. Um, I do tell her how I feel and I do ask her what she would like for me to do. Sometimes I'll say what I would like for her to do, okay? And if you look at the Bible, you'll find the book of Psalms. It's really big. It's kind of in the middle. Super ton of chapters in there. And it's lots of the psalmists writing, telling God what they want, okay? That's good. That's open communication. We, we want that. We're not trying to exclude that. Um, but it's about the, the, the foundation of our relationship. What has to be true in order for us to have a relationship? And if expectations are in there, it's, it's transactional. Mm -hmm. Again, that's how most people live their life. The other option is a covenantal relationship. Uh, who's, who's heard that word in the Bible? Covenant, covenantal, you know, that, that kind of idea. Okay. So it's a wholly unique Christian Bible concept. That's, that's where it comes from. Um, there are now covenants 
uh, in my neighborhood, we have a, a homeowners associa association. Oh. We have covenants, okay? That all roots from the Bible. If you see it show up anywhere, it, it starts well, in, in the Bible. Wait, wait, wait. You, have, you have a covenant with your neighborhood? Yeah, we do. And can I, guys, just, this is, this is totally, <laughs> we, uh, that doesn't sound there's a rule healthy. that we're not supposed to have dirt bikes and ATVs, but I bought my kids ATVs for Christmas. And so I'm really hoping it changes. Can you just <laughs> change it, become president? No, of like, well, I thought about that, but then I have to go to meetings and stuff. <laughs> I don't do that, so. Okay. If you just pray for us, that'd be great. I really appreciate it. <laughs> that would be my question. How do you get your neighborhood to change your bylaws? Um, anyway, so covenant. Covenant is a completely different relationship. And, I, I, and I, think, I think most believers don't understand just how different it is because it's entirely not transactional. Um, and in a covenant, there are always, um, in a human relationship, three parties, okay? So again, I'll start human. We'll, start, we'll, just, we'll just stick with marriage. Not that this is a marriage talk, but we'll stick with it because it's a clear picture, okay? Can you wait, wait, before you explain why marriage is a good analogy? Um, well, I, I would say the only point of marriage is for us to understand God yeah. personally. Great. It's the, the best picture he gave yeah. to help us understand it. That's the point. Cool. So, yeah. I just wanted to hit that. Yeah, I could talk about I could talk about that for a long time. No. I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so in, a, in a, a true covenant relationship, this is how it goes. Uh, when, when I got married, thankfully somebody had taught me this, okay? Um, I made a covenant relationship. My covenant is not with my wife. It is with me and God about my wife, okay? And so it is me saying, God, no matter what she ever does, I will never leave her. No matter how she treats me, I will not treat her poorly. No matter if she yells at me, kicks me, condemns me, whatever, I won't return that to her. I will love her the way you love me because that's how you love me. No matter what I do, you love me. Can you look up a verse so we get the reference for it? Uh, can I use your phone? Is yours dead? I don't have internet on it. You really? Yeah. I maybe. Okay. I downloaded it. I don't know. Here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we JD's have. got it. Thanks, JD. Um, I think it's Second Timothy. Oh well, I can pull up the Bible. I have the Bible app. I think. <laughs> I think it might be three seventeen. Second. Um, it says. It, it, it's it's the. The Bible's full of verses about covenant. This one's one of my favorites. It's super clear. And it's the one you can carry around in your back pocket and you might need someday. And you can remember it right now. I will say it one time and it'll be memorized. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot disown himself. Okay, I think it's 2 Timothy. JD's going to find it. Okay, 417, 1 Timothy. I don't know what it is. Anyway, we'll find it. Good, good. Thanks for Google. Um, if you're faithless, he remains faithful. That's the idea of a covenant. No matter what I do, God never leaves me. He never changes his attitude about me. He never decides to give up on me. He never stops loving me. He never, if I get angry at him, gets angry at me back. That's not, that's not what he does. That's a covenant. And so in, so in marriage, I, I, I say that to God. I, this is how I promise mm. to love my wife. It's how you love me. It's what she says to God. And now we're in a covenant with him. That's the three, that's the three parts. I found it. 
What is it? Well, he found it. He told me. He met, he like air mouthed it to me. So I'm gonna read it. Second uh, Timothy two. Thirteen. Ah, so close. But I'm going to read 12 uh, to go with it. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Mm-hmm. And that first that part you read, if we deny him, he denies us. I would say that's eternal salvation. That's yeah. if you choose to deny him, that he's who he says he is. That's a whole different ballgame. But if you enter into that covenant with him, and you say, God, I want this kind of relationship with you, you get, you get that second part. Yeah. You can be faithless and he remains faithful. It's, it's pretty incredible. So before we get to questions from you guys, um, to like round it out for yeah. what Alex was saying, how do, I want to know how to live in that. How yeah. do I live in like believing that he's actually faithful even when I'm not? Yeah. That's, that's hard, right? I do something wrong and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm really crappy or something like that. You know, it, yeah. it, it affects me. Um, or I missed like the expectation I created with quiet time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I want to know how to live into it. I know it takes time. Like something we say on this podcast is a better answer. doesn't necessarily mean convenient. Whereas yeah. this might take years uh, to overcome, but starting now is the best choice you can make. Um, and a good example of that for me is shame. That took me, I don't know, well, I'm still battling it, but four years to really overcome. Yeah. Uh, and there was, I remember a time when I was like, God, I have no idea what shame is. I don't know how to deal with it. And it was like six months of that. And over time, he taught me. I asked him to teach me, and he taught me. And I'm far better off because of it now. And I live free of it most of the time. Um, but yeah, the encouragement's to start now. Yeah, there's a, I mean, just to go back to what I started with before we started asking the question of like, it. <laughs> Nothing, nothing in life that's worth having happens quick. Just like wisdom, it, it's, it's work. But you can have it. You can totally have it. Um, it's the same thing. Yeah. You, can, you can have a killer personal relationship with the God of the universe who knows you better than anyone ever will or has because he made you. You can have that. But it's going to take work. Just like any relationship. If you have a best friend, I bet it didn't happen on the first day you met them, right? Same, same as God. And there's, there's something to you know, the idea of a covenant at, at, at the root of it. It's, it's really, really simple, um, but it's difficult. It's simple to understand. You just don't stop. That's it. Uh, I was talking to our, to our staff, I don't know, like a few months ago. It all blurs together. <laughs> and about community that lasts. I, after this, I will go to my, uh, my guy's small group, which usually meets in my house right now, but I'm here, so we're not. <laughs> we're going to go smash golf balls into the water, four seasons, four seasons driving range, highly recommend it. It's a great, anyway. Um, when I get there, there'll be, there'll be guys who I've been in a small group with for almost 20 years. Most people don't have 20-year friends, okay? Do you know how I have friends for 20 years? You didn't quit? I didn't quit. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I just kept being their friend. Even when I it got hard? I just kept calling them. Huh? Even when it got hard? Even when it got hard and even when I didn't want to be around them and <laughs> even when 
We went through seasons of not being able to hang out on Thursday nights because they had tiny babies and I had tiny babies and you can't do anything in life when you have tiny babies. It's terrible. It's like the worst. I mean, they're, 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 they're the best. They're the, totally the best. And it's the absolute worst. Promise. <laughs> it's a, that's, that's, that's reality. So you just, you just don't quit. And there's something, there's something to that. I don't know that our culture values faithfulness. I don't know that our culture values just continuing in the same direction for a long time. But that's what you can do right now. You could, you could decide right now to just follow God forever. That's a covenant, always, no matter what. You can decide that now. The, the only way I, 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 you know, people are always like, how do you know Bible verses? No one's ever said like, how do you know exactly the number in the verse? Because I'm not great at that part. But I know the <laughs> yeah. words. And the reason is because when I was your age, I decided to follow God and never stop. I decided I'd wake up every morning, and I would try to find him in the Bible. And so for 20 years, I have woken up every morning and tried to find him in the Bible. And I found little bits of wisdom and little bits of life. And when my life got hard and I had massive disappointment and people close to me died and horrible things happened, I've had the same horrible things that everybody's had. I've not been spared, as far as I can tell, from, from tragedies. But I've continued to follow God. And it's the, it's, the, it's the best thing in the world. He's so good. He's so kind. He's so forgiving. He's so loving. He's so life-giving. And you could do that. But you have to set out for a covenant, not a transaction. That's, yeah. the, that's the dividing line. Uh, I feel like t before we get to your questions, the James 1 verse might go with it. Say it. Shoot. James, that might be. I don't know. But it's... Joy and suffering. James. Joy and so James, James 1, 2 through 4. I'm going to look it up. Look so it up. This is what you do to me, so now you got to... <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, wait or monologue while I look it up. I'm just going to not talk. Well, that's... So that, you've never done that. I don't know why you've never done that. Why? I haven't done it? Yeah, you're too kind. Well, <laughs> James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, that's us, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Yeah, and I won't lie, there's been seasons where I'm like, God, where are you? And it's like six months in, I'm like, God, hello? Are you going to teach me about this thing that I'm asking for? Um, and there's, en <laughs> there's endurance in that. And I remember reading this, and I decided, we've talked about this before, decided to believe him, even though I didn't feel it. And it, like, it worked. It worked out. Um, he eventually showed up and taught me. And so I think with this topic, um, I think what you're saying is commit to him, right? Yeah. And he will be faithful. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah, always no matter what. Um, and there will be times where it feels amazing and joyful and easy, and there will also be times where it feels bleh and, like, you're angry and you don't want to do it. Um, yeah. Do we, have, do we have time for questions? Yeah? Okay. Uh, what's easier for you guys? You want to go up to the mic, which didn't, you know? Yeah? Go up to the mic? Okay. You can go up to the mic. You can do more things. I can also... Can I bring the mic to We've them? been by mics this whole time. 
Again, they're not working for you. Exactly. Yeah, just for the recording. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're fine. I think it's the getting up part. What if we brought the mic to them? We could do that. Yeah? Sweet. Okay. So if you have a question on this topic that, okay, just be radically honest and vulnerable about it. Um, the question being, you know, with God being, he's not transactional and he was relational. He's faithful to us. Even when we're unfaithful for us to stay committed, what doesn't make sense to you? What, what are you like? Well, that doesn't make sense for this situation. You're like, I don't know how I'm going to apply that here. Um, just be honest with like what you're asking. Cause like as Kyle started with asking questions, it's going to give you wisdom over time. Um, and I tell people that if you don't ask hard questions, you're either going to end up with a weak faith or a dead faith, one of the two. Um, and so, yeah. So anything that you're like, I don't know if this makes sense. I'm not sure about this. I hear you. I understand the words. They make sense in my head. They don't make sense in my heart. Can you say your name when you start yeah. asking? Thank you. Hello. Hi. My name is Brooke. Um, my question is just like, what are some steps that you all have taken to ensure that like your relationship with God is more relational versus mm -hmm. transactional. And then like, what are the struggles that can come along with that? Like with the enemy and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. That's a great question. You want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go first. So for me, something <laughs> nice, Peter, <laughs> for me, um, letting it works with this, letting go of expectations. Like, I made myself a system of, like, i got to wake up at this time, and I'm going to meet with God from this time. This time, I'm going to read the Bible from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., and at 8 a.m., I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for these people. Um, that, that There is value and a commitment to that if you need that, and cool. But uh, letting go of that, letting go of the expectation, and just asking in a moment, like, I wake up, I meet with God, like, hey, what do I need? What do I need right now from God? And, like, today, it wasn't actually to sit out, with my Bible, it was actually to listen to a prayer meditation because I needed more peace. Um, or it might be like worship music, you know? Maybe you need some more joy and uplifting. Um, I think to be able to ask honestly, hey God, what do I need right now? And can I step into that with you instead of the thing that I think I have to do? It could be a walk. It could be talking with a friend over coffee about God. Like, just be creative with it. God is way more creative than we are with our quiet times, I bet. Um, so yeah, hon honesty to ask God, hey, what do I need right now? Yeah, I think the only thing I'd add to that is like, it, you know, transaction is I do the same thing every time. Think about if you pay a bill, do the same thing every time. Set up an automatic, an automatic payment. That's kind of how it goes, right? But a relationship is like you mix it up and you have fun and you try new things and you... Mm -hmm. Do unexpected stuff. That's, that's, I think that's a good word. Like, there's, there's a continuing to be faithful, continuing to follow God over a lifetime doesn't mean doing the exact same thing, saying the exact same words in prayer over yep. and over and over again. Yeah. That'd be awful. So I think there's something yeah. to like keep it fresh. Yeah. If, if relationship with Jesus is a relationship, imagine if you did the same thing with a friend over and over again, always, forever, <laughs> that would get tiring. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Well, how would you compare that to like discipline then? Mm. So like disciplining yep. yourself. I yeah. guess when it comes to like relationship with God. For me, it's the discipline of, of connecting to God. So every day, I won't do the exact same thing, but every day 
I'll connect to him. I'll never ignore him. You know, like it'd be weird. Um, I have a nine-year-old daughter. Okay. I don't do the same thing with her every day. She would not like that. <laughs> right. But the discipline is every day I go, Hey, Gracie, what do you want to do? And a lot of times she's like, play Uno or play, what did we do? A skip bow. You guys played skip boats? I have no idea what that is. Uh, she beat better me. Uno? She's better at it than me. I don't know. Actually, it's like a dice game. Anyway, okay. like we'll do something different, but the discipline is, is the commitment to stay connecting. Um, lack of discipline would look like I ignore her. Ah, you know, hey, daddy. Ah. The discipline is, wow. let's hang out. Yep. Thank you, Brooke. Sweet, thanks. That, that was a better answer. That was a very good answer. Was that a better answer? Oh, that was a great answer. <laughs> that was good. Who's next? Yeah. I'm Carly. Hi, Carly. Um, my question is, how do you embody relational relationships with people that you're close to, especially non-believers who are pretty much only have transactional relationships? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. That's a great question. That, yeah, it is harder. Uh, you are the opposite of transactional relationship to them. That's how you do it. Everybody else in their life will operate transactionally. They screw up. You do something I didn't like. You offended me. You ignored me. You didn't return my tax. Whatever, whatever it is. And you're just the opposite. You just blow them away with your consistency of, of love and your consistency of presence. And um, there's, uh, this, this line's in my head, so I'll give it to you. Maybe it's from, maybe it's from the Lord. Um, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. It talks about what love is. It's a translation. It talks about like what love, what love does and then what love never does. And there's a line in one of the translations, I forget which one it is, but it says that love is not easily offended and that it keeps no record of wrongs. And I think if you wanted to stay in relationship with an unbeliever and you, in your heart was, help them understand and see and experience God through the way you care for them. If you just decided to do those two things, I will not be easily offended and I will not keep any record of wrongs between <clears throat> us you will blow them away. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Uh, I would add to be really secure in your own identity uh, in Jesus, which I know from my own experience that it's, it's pretty hard to know who you are and how God's wired you. I know, I know I'm like only like two years older than some of you, <laughs> but how old are you guys? What was it? <laughs> 20? I just heard a bunch of 20s. What if they all said 22? 27 and you were like, I'm oh, that would be everybody. That'd be <laughs> anyway, um, to be secure in your identity. So if you went into that with your friends, um, kind of shaken up, you didn't know what was going on, and just kind of went with the flow, um, it would probably be a lot easier for you to get knocked off uh, feeling secure in who you are. Um, but if you go in going like, I am a child of God. Um, Jesus loves me. He's made me to be fill in the blank with how he's wired you. Like he's made me to be a, um, a guide. He's made me to be someone who loves people, empathizes well, listens well, um, serves well. And you like go in knowing that 
and that nothing can shake that. If God gave that to you, nothing can shake that. If they try to shake it, it doesn't, it has, holds no weight. Um, I think we did an episode on that, actually. I don't know what it was called, but that's, that would, that would be my encouragement. Sweet. Yeah, thank you. That was a plug to go listen to the past episodes of the podcast, <laughs> and you can get more of Find the episode, because I don't know what it was. <laughs> yep. How many, how much time? We have four minutes. Four, One four more. minutes. Very specific. Right, let's do it. Hi, I'm Meg. Hi, Meg. Um, you talked a little bit about managing expectations, and I feel like that's something I want to do more in my life. And it's something like I know I want to do, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to practically do it. Oh, yeah. What's your best advice, or from your own experience, of managing expectations and like <laughs> constantly changing them yeah. to love other people better? Mm. Do, uh, would you say when you hit that wall, do you know what they are all the time, or that you just all of a sudden feel frustrated sometimes it's just a feeling which yep. is more frustrating yep. I'm like i don't want to have expectations yep. of people yeah so for me <laughs> a lot of it's just knowing what i'm actually expecting and like oh i got offended oh i'm angry uh and if i could live in that if i wanted to and not really help anybody <laughs> um or like get angry at them and hurt them in the process take out a piece of paper and like all right like and like pray first like hey, god i'm I want to know my expectations going into this. Uh, maybe it's a high-stress thing you know you're going to be stressed about beforehand. Um, and just, like, write down, what am I actually expecting? Like, tonight, I didn't, I didn't ha- have expectations because I didn't know what was going to happen. But if I did, I would be like, well, I want the, I get anxious because I'm like, I want the, I want to know where the mic's going to be. I want to know when Kyle's going to bring me up. I want to know, like, I get trapped in my head. Um, so bottom line, I would say, get them out on paper. And like look at them, be like, all right, what do I do with these? Is this a um, good thing? I'm like, I need this person to commit to this. Like, I think they're gonna show up at seven instead of eight, like usual. That's probably worth having a conflict conversation over. over of like, hey, you always show up an hour late, and I feel disrespected. Um, or it could be one like, I want them to order after me. It's like that one you can probably get rid of. Yeah. Sweet. Was there a more specific situation you're thinking of? No, I think sometimes just in relationships. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that I have them, and then they, I do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's frustrating because, yep. like, mm-hmm. I have a lot of people I care about, and sometimes I don't feel myself when I have expectations yeah. and I can't name them. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about that in relationships. Un- unspoken expectations mm-hmm. are 95% of expectations. Mm. Right? And, you, and sometimes you really don't realize them until they were missed. And that's when you're like, you know, I was really expecting something different from yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a prayer. Because I, I think a lot of times in there, it's a work of forgiveness that you need to forgive somebody who missed an expectation. So we'll yeah. just cover this angle on it. Yeah. Um, in, in the Lord's Prayer, the middle of it, Jesus says, pray for daily bread. Okay. Weird part is like bread doesn't matter according to the Bible. The Bible says you don't live by bread alone, but by the word of God, who's Jesus. Okay. Communion that we just celebrated over Easter, the, the Last Supper, the, he breaks the bread, he pours out the wine. Um, that bread, that broken bread, specifically represents the life of Christ. And he breaks his body. He suffers. 
in order to give us some kind of life, right? And so when I, when I pray the Lord's Prayer, which I do most days, I would not say every single day. There was a time in my life when I was doing that almost every single day. Um, but to keep it fresh, keep it fresh a little bit, right? Um, when I get to the part about daily bread, I ask God, I say, I say, Jesus, will you be broken bread for me today? Because I'm going to miss something you had hoped I was going to do mm-hmm. <laughs> today. Yep. And so I'm going to need you to be broken bread and just give me grace. <clears throat> and would you help me be broken bread for the people around me? Would you help me be the person who's so quick to forgive, yeah. who's so quick to not keep the record of wrongs, who's so quick... Um, and that's, for me, that's got to be the starting spot yep. is, is that level of like yep. grace giving. And then to Nick's, what Nick said too, you know, there's a, in relationships, it is worth after you can extend grace, then you can have that conversation yep. of, hey, by the way, I don't know that I ever said this out loud, but I was really hoping X, Y, and Z. And you can still have that transparent yeah. relationship. Can I add one thing? Sure. Um, I think Jesus was always very clear with everybody. And so there's a, there's a certain kindness that comes with that. Um, even to be clear when you don't know of like, hey, I'm feeling frustrated, but I think it's because I have unspoken expectations, which is on me. So I love you and like, can we, like, can we move forward? Something like that. I think he would say something like that, which is awkward. Like Jesus says a lot of things that if you were as clear as him, it would feel awkward, but it's also a great way to love people. Yeah. That's a good line. That's totally true. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for letting us be with you. Yeah.